Hello, and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Dicker, and I'll be talking to you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. If you're watching this video, the odds are this is not the first video you've ever watched about how to become more confident with women. But in those videos, you've probably watched lots of what I'd call mild advice, ideas that any guy could try, that every guy should try to try to become more confident with women. But what I want to propose to you today are three radical ideas, things that probably no other video has suggested to you in the past, ideas that I don't think are great for everyone, but each and every single one of these ideas, while quite extreme, could be just the change that you yourself may need to get a real result in your confidence with women. What are these ideas? Well, you're gonna have to keep watching to find out. So before I get started with my list, I just want to say this. This is an extreme list. You are either going to love or hate each of these items, and that's totally okay. I'm not saying that every man alive should do everything on this list. In fact, I'm absolutely not saying that. However, I know that sometimes when it comes to making changes in our lives, changes to aspects of who we are that feel quite stuck in place, like our self-esteem as men, sometimes the right answer is something extreme. So as I suggest each of these, I'm not saying this is, th this is necessarily the best thing. What I'm saying is each of these ideas has merit and deserves a little bit more discussion than simply to be discarded outright. So let's get started. Radical strategy number one. Go and live in a third world country for a while. Now, there's something that you probably know. If you go to a third world country, and I don't care where in the world it is, if you go to India or Southeast Asia, most of Southeast Asia anyway, if you go to South America or Central America, uh, parts of Africa, any of these areas where it's a third world country and you yourself come from a first world country, it's probably no surprise that men there are far more, men, Western men are much more popular there than the Western men are in their own countries because there's a big, if nothing else, there's a financial disparity. But more than that, in these third world countries, they tend to idealize the West. So all these things that are Western or considered to be associated with Western things tend to become idealized in these countries, at least by the youth. And so when you go there, your value is instantly inflated. So why would I suggest this? Because you're just going to go back home and then be unpopular again. Well, one of the difficulties for men is that very often a lot of men don't know what it is, what it even looks like to be attractive to women. They can't picture it in their head. They can't relate to that idea in their head. And so when they go up to a woman in, in their home country and they talk to her, they can't, they can't, behave as though they're attractive. They can't assume that they're going to be attractive to her. They can't, it's so alien to them that they just can't do it. That They constantly end up behaving like, oh, you're not really going to like me, are you? There's a constant low self-esteem battery, self-battery, because you don't think that you have value. And what's more than that, you can't build up experience. So you don't get to actually practice flirting with women. You don't get to do these things because women aren't giving you the time of day because you're self-sabotaging. And there's a very endless loop there that keeps ensuring that you have a low self-esteem. However, if you go to a third world country and actually spend some time there dating, properly dating, I don't mean seeing, um, you know, escorts or trying to exploit local women there by promising that you're going to marry them or anything weird like that. I just mean going on actual dates with local girls there. 
going on dates, like having short relationships. So go and spend six months in one of these countries. What you're going to do is you're going to suddenly start to feel, you're going to start to feel not only what it is to be an attractive man, but you're going to build experience. You're going to start to have dating experience. You're going to start to be able to flirt and you're going to start to feel attractive because these women are going to see attractive qualities in you. So you're going to start to see attractive qualities in yourself, not just your Westernness, but these women too will also start to highlight for you different parts of you that are valuable to them outside of where you come from. And that's going to, in its, in its own way, boost and, and bolster your self-esteem. And sure, when you go back home, it will be a little bit harder again, but now you're going to know what it looks like. Now you know what it feels like and how you behave when you feel attractive, when you feel desirable. When you then bring that to interactions back home, you're going to find more women will be interested in you than ever were before. My second wild strategy is to start dating women far less attractive than you normally would. So I know this one ruffles a lot of feathers, but hear me out here. A lot of guys, when I'm coaching them, they'll say, you know, I've got my standard of woman who I'm willing to date. And I won't go below that because I've got standards and, you know, I have to, I have to, you know, stand up for what I believe in. And, and, and there's a whole lot of shame around for men, societally, there's a bunch of shame around the attractiveness of the women that you're dating. Now, I know men who... Who There are a lot of cases of men out there who will quite happily sleep with very unattractive women, but won't be seen in public with them. Right? So there's a very big disconnect going on for a lot of guys around how they're perceived by the world based on the types of women they're, they're, they're dating. But if you, first of all, that's unhealthy. You need to let that stuff go. If you're willing to have, so have sex with a woman, you should be willing to be seen in public with her, just because otherwise you're living a life of double standards and it hurts your self-esteem. But more than that, this is why you should think about lowering those standards for a while. You are, these women are the same as, as, as a, you know, a 3 out of 10 is exactly the same as a 10 out of 10. Like, she is still a woman, the same hormones, the same wants, the same needs, the same everything. Sure, she's lived a slightly different life, probably, because a woman who is unattractive and a woman who is highly attractive lives slightly different lives. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing. It's the same interactions that you're going to have. And you get to, again, just like going overseas, you get to practice feeling attractive. You get to practice flirting and being sexual. And you get to feel what it feels like to have women look at you like they want you and you get to normalize that experience and that's really important because the other thing you get to normalize is a process right if i see a woman and i'm going to flirt with her i'm going to go on a date what do i do what actually works what doesn't work and as your confidence goes up you'll notice that the types of women you'll be able to talk to will go up as well and so you'll what happens very frequently I see is guys, they, they, they happily start dating far less attractive women in the beginning and they slowly work their way up as their confidence increases. Their, their sense of entitlement to more and more attractive women increases. And once, with that sense of entitlement, like I deserve attractive women in my life, has a much bigger role than a lot of men realize. But if you, if you don't really, there's a difference between having standards and saying I want an attractive woman in my life and I'm not going to settle for anything less and actually believing that you deserve it. And so what do I see? I know a lot of guys fight against this, but I'll tell you what I've seen because I've been working as a dating coach for 12 years. I've been in the, you know, the dating industry for 15. What do I see? I see consistently the guys who get into this and lower the standards and work their way up get success with women in general, like really attractive women way more quickly than the guys who say, no, nah, I've got this line. I'm only going to attack. I'm only going to approach and try to attract really hot women right from the outset those guys more frequently than not burn out get frustrated and and give up 
and they end up marrying and dating less attractive women anyway, right? Because they burned out. They're like, I give up. So which part do I think is actually better for most men? I think it's better for most, most men probably to lower their standards because that's what I see working. Um, and yes, I know there's a lot of cultural baggage around it, but it's seriously worth considering. My third wild strategy is the wildest by far, and I've got to admit that I would have completely dismissed this out of hand until a few months ago when I had a fantastic uh, podcast interview with Dave Buda. If you want to check that out, check my podcast and links below. But he was talking about this idea of maybe, just maybe, more men should be seeing sex workers. And you know what? I, I used to think of sex workers as a crutch for guys, as a way to 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 accidentally feed a sex addiction or an unhealth, unhealthy way to deal with low self-esteem. But I believe I'm starting to change in that. And I'll explain why. First of all, a lot of guys, when they're out trying to talk to girls, trying to meet girls, trying to work on their ability to attract women, what I notice is that they're walking around like like a pack of hungry wolves Right, they're so desperate to touch a woman's body, to smell a woman, to to get their hands on a woman. Like it's it's there's a desperation there, and you can't blame men. I mean, I know that feeling too. If you've been without for a long time and you just you go a little bit stir crazy internally, right? Seeing a sex worker first of all deals with that and manages that problem, right? If you if you know that you you've been with women recently, then that same hunger isn't quite the same. That desperate type of hunger isn't the same. But that isn't the only reason I think there's merit to the sex worker idea. You see, seeing a sex worker isn't just about having sex. I mean, it can be, and it is for some men, but it doesn't have to be. Imagine going to a sex worker and not just focusing on the sex. Imagine going and asking, talking to her about what turns you on a woman. What's your, what, what is your, your personal insecurities? Talk to her about this stuff. You'd be amazed how many men actually do this, by the way. If you talk to sex workers, a lot of men already do this. Talk about their insecurities. Talk about, you know, ask her, what turns you on? Tell me, share some of your fantasies with me. Can I share some of my fantasies with you? I just want to practice talking about it and getting it off my chest, right? Starting to, um, when I say use her, I don't mean in a bad way, but I mean use the experience as a way to get comfortable with sex, get comfortable around women's bodies. Get comfortable, you know, you can role play sexual escalation. You can talk to her, how do you like a man to initiate sex with you? Can I try that? Right? Having this type of dialogue, you'll be amazed how many sex workers are... And I'm not talking about your junkie on the street sex worker. I'm talking about, like, I live in a country where sex work is, like, prostitution is legal. Um, and it is in many countries in Europe as well, not so much in the United States. But in these places, you'll find many of these women, there are, there are plenty of smart cookies who are sex workers, who are compassionate to men. So they're, they're sensitive to the fact that you might feel insecure around women and they want to help. They're happy to help because don't forget, these women, some guys just want to use and abuse them. And, and when they get a guy who genuinely wants to learn and be helped to understand women better, these women jump frequently at that chance to help and be a part of that process for you. And so, yeah, I think there's a very real, there's a very real argument to be made that, that sex workers can provide a very, a very important form of self-development for not all but many men especially men who don't have much sexual experience you're very low in that area trying to approach women and try to build sexual sexually escalate and this kind of thing is can be daunting and hard it's scary and 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 you don't know what you're doing but if you can actually get experience and get again what i say where i say you, you create these patterns these routines these habits they get formed around women 
that suddenly you can then transport that to, to, to other women, regular women on the street who you may approach. And so I think there's very real merit to this idea, and I've always dismissed it, and it's been blowing my mind as I've thought about it more and more, that I think, you know what, the perfect thing for a guy, the perfect, um, the perfect type of help for a guy, for some guys, could well be a hybrid between a psychologist and a sex worker, like a psychologist who also acts as a sex worker. I don't know if there are many of them around, but I think that could be really fantastic for men. But anyway, if you work with what you've got, the women that are out there, maybe there's something of value to be had there. That's it for today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Don't forget to check us out at schoolofattraction.com. I highly recommend you check out my comprehensive and free dating personality test, which you can find by clicking personality test at the top of the page. Thanks again for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you in my next podcast.